Prologue. Grand Ole Opry House, Nashville, Tennessee, October 12th, 1981. Would he or wouldn't he show up? That was the overriding question the night of the annual Country Music Association Awards set to be a second triumphal year for George Jones. Though he was considered the greatest living country singer by both fans and the music industry, nearly three decades of self-destructive alcoholism, a trait inherited from his daddy, had taken a personal and professional toll, including a reputation for unreliability that had earned him the derisive nickname of No-Show Jones. His more recently acquired taste for cocaine had left behind a growing trail of missed concerts, angry fans, incoherent performances, arrests, multiple lawsuits, and growing debt, much of it from endless purchases of vehicles and homes he couldn't afford. The media who began following him during his turbulent six-year marriage to fellow star Tammy Wynette continued to chronicle a seemingly endless stream of legal issues, incidents, arrests, and failure to appear at concerts. Those who knew the simple, decent, and painfully humble man beneath it all feared the worst. Through it all, the one thing that endured, and kept the vast majority of fans and fellow performers in his corner, was the music. The previous year, George was honored for a hit single he didn't even want to record, one that took his producer, Billy Sherrill, nearly three years to cobble together, starting with multiple rewrites on the song itself. He Stopped Loving Her Today was the sorrowful tale of a man whose obsessive love for a woman ended only with his death. The record was a bolt from the blue, a moving, jarring reminder of the raw power of traditional country in an era dominated by lushly orchestrated country-politan hits by Kenny Rogers, T.G. Shepard, and Dolly Parton, and the outlaw sound of Willie Nelson and Waylon Jennings. It summarized the raw, emotive, and searing vocal passion and interpretive genius on which Jones's reputation stood for nearly a quarter century— his performance packed such a visceral wallop that one knew, even on first hearing, that the song would endure as an example of what country music, freed of any showbiz facades, was always supposed to, expected to, embody. A year before, the CMA had honored He Stopped Loving Her Today as Song of the Year and George as Male Vocalist of the Year. Unbelievably, it was his first CMA award in that category. This year, he was up for his second Male Vocalist Award. The public, even those beyond the country audience, were well aware of the travails of George Jones. Tonight, Rick Blackburn, Vice President and General Manager of CBS Records in Nashville, parent to George's label Epic Records, hoped for the best. After all, he'd been telling everyone who'd listened that George had turned things around. The Associated Press had recently run a story brimming with hope. George declaring that after the bad times, he'd turned a corner. The truth was quite the opposite. George was to be at the Opry House, site of the broadcast, at 7.30 Central Time. He'd sing He Stopped Loving Her Today on stage and join Barbara Mandrell, the show's co-host, on her recent hit, I Was Country When Country Wasn't Cool. He'd added a brief vocal contribution on her recording. They were longtime friends. Mandrell first toured with him when she was a 13-year-old singer and pedal steel guitarist. This year, 
She was nominated for the CMA's top honor, its Entertainer of the Year Award. George's handlers, Blackburn and his latest manager, Alabama-based Gerald Murray, had ample hurdles just getting him fit to appear. He'd drained most of a fifth of whiskey and, totally out of it, was ready to battle, a stance he often assumed when he was drunk. They ran the kicking, cursing star through cold showers, pumped him full of coffee, and got him dressed to a car and to the Opry House. Even in a fancy brocaded show outfit, he looked raw and dissolute, at least 20 years older than his 50 years. He was flanked in his seat by road manager Wayne Oliver on one side, Murray on the other. Hostile toward his girlfriend, Linda Wellborn, he demanded she sit in the balcony. Blackburn had the unenviable task of warning the show's producers the star would be in no shape to sing he stopped loving her today. The TV folks were not happy.